Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Sarah Reynolds, and I am super excited to continue our sales funnel series where we're going to continue to talk through how to um, move your clients, move your customers, move your prospects from all the way from leads all the way into your bank account in terms of revenue. Okay. And so I like the sound of that. Into yes, your bank account. me too. That's yes. a good sound. Move them in, it's like, cha-ching. Move them into your bank account. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, and so I, I'm super pumped. I think you're going to get a lot out of this series, just like you did uh, last week as we talked about lead generation through prospecting. And we are spending two episodes on lead generation because without lead generation, you don't have a sales funnel at all. Okay. Right. And so it starts with lead generation. And so today we're going to dive into, so last week, if you didn't, if you weren't able to listen to it, I highly recommend you back, go back and listen to that where we talked about prospecting, lead generation through prospecting. Today, we're going to talk about lead generation through what we call reverse prospecting. Okay. Reverse prospecting, meaning prospecting is you going to the prospect you're being proactive. You're going to them. Okay. They don't mm-hmm. know who you are. You're going to them. Okay. Reverse prospecting is sending out messages, messaging that prospects raise their hand and then you communicate with them. Okay. And just in full disclosure, I'm super passionate about this topic today. So <laughs> I love it. So I, I think I should apologize to Seychelle in advance for, uh, potentially like getting so excited and, and jumping over her in terms of <laughs> what we're going to talk about. Uh, but both both Seychelle and I have quite the marketing brains. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to do this episode with Say uh, so that you can learn from, from both of us in terms of how to get prospects to raise their hand to where yeah. you don't have to be the one hunting them. They actually hunt you a little bit based on your messaging. So. Yeah. And, you know, I think something that's really interesting here is when you're prospecting, right, you are going after people. And when you're reverse prospecting, people are hunting you. They're coming after you. And I I would love to say that the second part of this, right, the reverse prospecting, meaning people come to you, is an immediate gratification. When you are building up your business, you know, we all want the phone to ring off the hooks all the time. And getting the reverse prospecting to work does take time and it does take investment to make that happen. And so if you are building your business and you're in that, like, I don't have enough leads right now. I'm newer into business. I haven't established myself yet. Remember that you might want to start with episode one of this, which is the prospecting where you're proactively reaching out because that you can control. Whereas reverse prospecting, you can control your messaging and, and how you're doing it, but you can't always control who's picking up the phone. And so this requires a little bit more time on task and patience and an investment. So just be aware that, you know, as we're talking through this, I just want you to have that lens on of this is, it, it, we did it in this order for a reason, part one. proactively reaching out. Number two is having people proactively reach out to you. It is kind of a one-two process. I love that say, and I think that's important for our listeners to really hear you on that because I have seen multiple businesses 
attempt to do reverse prospecting first, what we're going to talk about today, and they actually went out of business because of it, because mm. they didn't build the time and or the resources enough to sustain it, and they weren't willing to do the hunting themselves in the beginning to build up the reserves to be able to build a reverse prospecting funnel. I think what's important with reverse prospecting is I like to look at it as leverage to lead generation. So it's leverage to your lead generation. It's a mm -hmm. form of lead generation, but we never stop prospecting. That's so you right. never want to stop hunting business, being proactive, hunting business. So if again, we're going to say it again. If you didn't listen to the first part of this series, we highly recommend, we want you to go back and listen to it because what we don't want to have happen is you listen to today's without getting the hunting down, okay? And then it makes a, a negative impact on your business, mm -hmm. okay? So first and foremost, be prospecting first, build that revenue, build revenue from it, build a reserve from it, and then you can leverage that leverage the, how good you got of prospecting to then learn how to reverse prospect, which we're going to talk about now. So reverse prospecting is putting a message out there that creates potential customers to raise their hand, to raise their hand. Okay. Or as Gary Keller likes to call it, he likes to call it mofers, making offers for immediate response, meaning that they are responding to the offers that you make, that you make. I love that. And when you're thinking about your ideal client, you want to make sure too that you're thinking about like, who, who are they? You know, what, what problem do they have? Are they, let's just use real estate here for an example, but are they a family that is outgrowing their space and moving up? Are they an executive that's moving to Dallas, Fort Worth and relocating here and they have a white collar job and you know, a family that they have to move. What sort of problems would come with that? And so you want to think about, are, is it a senior that's downsizing and, and needs help with assisted living and might also need help with an estate sale and, and getting rid of all of their things and the emotions behind that? You know, whatever it is that your ideal client is, you want to start then thinking about what sort of problems would they have in that process. And depending on where you are in your life, think about that too. If you're in a phase where you are, um, you know, younger and newer into business, you might be dealing with a lot of first-time home buyers. So creating a program around that might be the best way to go and start. Maybe you are having kids and so you think about, okay, I'm in the middle of having kids. Maybe my client, my ideal client's having kids. Sometimes building an avatar similar to the phase in life in which you are, as far as like a psychographic or a demographic, can be really helpful because you're already experiencing those problems. It's easier to think about them. But you could also go after a type of business. This could be, um, for example, foreclosures or short sales, or divorce, or probate. Um, so it could be a type of sale, or multifamily, or commercial. So it could be a different type of customer, but you just want to think about like, who is my ideal client and what problem would they have that I can solve for them? And then we're going to create a program or a product around that that helps solve that problem. And that helps you really give a focus on something as, as a laser beam to go in after. And I know for us in our, our shifting market, we've gone from 4,100 active homes in DFW as of last January to right now, we are inching at the 20,000 active homes on the market um, in Dallas-Fort Worth right now. That's a you know 4X, almost 5X um, increase in the number of houses in almost a year and a half. And so if that's happening, 
we have a lot of people that need to sell their home in order to move and there's stress and a lack of security and knowing they have to sell and they don't know where they're going. That's a great way for us to have a buy, you know, buy before you sell program that eliminates the risk for them in that. So if you know where the stress point is, just as an example for something we're doing actively with our team, that then allows you to have a conversation around eliminating stress for a client. So good, say. I, I think I think the big difference, and I, I know we're going to move on to, um, that was step number one was identifying the client and then really thinking through the problem that they have. And why we didn't talk about that when we talked about prospecting is I, I do think you can identify the client from a prospecting standpoint and target certain neighborhoods or, or areas or where you believe your ideal client is. But I think the key here and why we want to focus on it with reverse prospecting is when you're prospecting, when you're out there, you're hunting the business, you just need business, meaning you're going after um, you're going after the business and that those that, that, that say yes on a cold call or those that say yes through door knocking, right? You're going to help them. Now with reverse prospecting, the big key here is to identify the problem. It's hard to identify the problem if you haven't identified your ideal client. And so the first step in reverse prospecting is identifying your client and then putting yourself in their shoes. I constantly, about once a month, I will, I will time block about three to four hours of white space. And during that white space, I'm literally putting myself in the shoes of our ideal client. And I'm thinking through what are the problems they have right now? right? What are they facing, right? And then that allows for me to think through some solutions, as Say said, in terms of developing a product or service, a program that meets your ideal client where they are. So what do you, what can you offer? What can you do for your ideal client in terms of the problem that they have? What can you solve in creating a program, a product, a solution for the problem that they, that they solve? So that's number one and number two, identify your client. Number two is what problem can you um, solve for them, creating a program or a product around that. Okay, number three in reverse prospecting, lead generation through reverse prospecting, is you want to put your product, your solution, your program, whatever you've created that you know solves the problem of your ideal client, you want to put it everywhere, Okay. They won't raise their hand if they don't know about it. <laughs> okay. So it's not our job. You know, I, I talk to a lot of people and they think, well, it's on my website. Okay. Well, what's going to get them to your website? Right? Like how can they read about it on their web? They're not just naturally going to go to your website just for the fun of it. Right? You've got to put it everywhere. So with, with us, when, where we see, where you see Empower Home, many times, almost all the time, you will see our program, see our offering right next to it. The, the MOFR, the, the, the program, the product actually becomes almost the brand. Um, your solution that you're, that you're giving them becomes the brand because you want to put it everywhere right? And the key here is something that I learned from studying Steve Jobs. So Steve Jobs created arguably um, the best technology that most of us use, right? Right now on my desk, I have four Apple products, okay, that I'm staring at right now, right? So we can learn a lot from Steve Jobs. And he talked about the power of being different, not better, but different. So making sure your program, making sure your product is different and then putting it everywhere you can and 
through the difference you're answering to the consumer, to the client, why should they do business with you above anyone else? Okay, that's what you're answering with the 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 program, the product that you're putting out there. Why should they do business with you above anyone else? I love that. That is so well said. And they have to hear that message eight times before it even becomes something sticky in their brain. So if you say it once, oh, it's say not that enough. again. Say yeah, eight times, eight times. Yep. If if you have children, eight think times. about how many times you have to ask a kid to clean their room before they go do it. Right, like. A consumer has to hear your message eight times before it starts to get sticky in their brain. And then they have to still continue to hear it after that, right? And that's that's where the message goes. If, you, if you've done it a couple times and it's not working, it's probably just because you haven't said it enough yet. So keep yep. beating so you that wanna, drum. So you want to put it... Yes, you want to put it on everything. So some top places, um, you know, we love to be transparent at, at Empire Building Podcast. Okay, and so I want to be transparent about the places that we put our programs that set us apart at Empower Home. So our top places are direct mail. So everything that we send out through direct mail has a program, has a offer, has something for them to raise their hand and ask more information about, right? Last week's episode during lead generation through prospecting, we talked talked about having a 36 touch to people that we know. So talking to our network of people that we know, well, in our 36 touch, we also talk about the programs that we're offering, what we're doing to set ourselves apart to where they have something that they can talk to their family and friends about that make them want to talk with us, right? The third place you want to put it is if any type of form of mass media, right? So radio, television ads, billboards, um, any type of mass media, um, we, we put our our offering on there, our program on there. Um, and then online and offline um, for, with the real estate industry, a big form of lead generation is, si- is our signs, both offline and online. And so making sure that our signs have a way that we're setting ourselves our, setting ourselves apart. So like buy this home and we'll buy yours is an example of that. So where a seller, a buyer that also has a home to sell is going to ask us questions about that. And then any form of online, so pay-per-click, Facebook, Google, okay, all of those places, your program, your offering, what sets you apart needs to be, okay? And you never know where they're going to see it, which is why it needs to be everywhere, okay, everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Then once you've got it out there everywhere, you need to make sure you have a lead capture system and you want to have multiple ways in which the lead can get sticky into your system. So for more information, go to, and here are some different things that both of our teams do um, to capture the information. So if you want to learn more about this program, go to, you could have a number to call and text directly. Um, you could have a website with a URL address or QR code to take you to a website to find out more. And if you want to plus that, having a chat bot on your website that you could then talk to them immediately when they're coming in is a huge help. You could have a um, internet voice recording or IVR 800 number where they could call the 800 number and listen to a recording about the program or text to get a brochure sent to them. Those are great for signs. Um, You can also... Make sure you're putting your social media outlets on there. You can put your um, email address out there too. We have just an email address. It says home at vanpool.com. 
We know everything that comes through there comes from our direct mail. So you can have one of those too that's just very simple and as a way for people to reach out directly off of your marketing that you know it's coming in from one of those sources. Um, And the important part here, and I know Sarah is very passionate about this, we are too, is you want to be able to track it so you know what's working. So if you're giving phone numbers, if you can have multiple extensions, that's huge because then you can track the pieces. I know that's something Sarah's team does amazingly well. Um, For us, we have different email addresses for different sources of our business as well, so that if you're inbounding, not just from phone, but you're coming in from email, it's hitting a different email address too that all then go into one funnel, but we can see who the two was to. So that's a way to do that too. Um, And we do that through our Google suite. You can have multiple email aliases that go one place. So. I love that say. Um, both say and I have been um, really experts in reverse prospecting for for well over a decade now. And I, I think number four in terms of implementing um, lead capture system is probably the biggest mistake I see people make um, is that they they get their message out, they put it out there, okay, but then they don't have multiple ways for to capture the information. Um, and it's really hard to help someone if we have no way of contacting them, okay? And so lead capture, capturing their contact information so you can call them is critical to your success in reverse prospecting. And so having multiple options, just as Seychelle said, is critical. Um, and And don't it doesn't have to be overthought of. Like, I love how simple, like having the different email addresses is that say just mentioned that's so powerful. And then through lead capture, having that be different ways of tracking to know whether or not it works. And so an- why that's important, and I'm, I'm going to go off, as I said in the beginning, I'm passionate about this topic. Um, why that's important is some sometimes... like a reverse prospecting program and or piece like direct mail piece, for example, is actually working, but we don't know where the problem is because we're not tracking it. So like, for example, if someone is calling in and into the office and we got 10 people to call from this one direct mail piece, but yet we book zero appointments, a lot of business leaders I've seen make the decision that the direct mail piece didn't work. Well, really what needs help is the conversation that we're having once we get their information. The direct mail piece actually did work, but it's more of what to focus on in the sales funnel to where you need to improve on, which we're going to talk about in the coming episodes. But the key is you have to track it to know whether or not it works. So having lead capture and having different ways to capture it. I know we use a company called CallRail, C-A-L-L-R-A-I-L, to buy different phone numbers. And then when you purchase them, you can actually put the piece that you're putting it on to where they are going to track it for you, how many calls you get in, how many text messages you get in. Um, So that's just one system that you can use for that. Um, But lead capture is critical, is critical. Now, the other critical step is step number five for reverse prospecting is you want to use stories of impact and connection, okay? Um, So when you're making an offer, right? So for... um, the says example in terms of buying a home before you sell it, right? Buying your next home before you sell it. Okay. If you want to make that offer, right, you're sending it out and let's say you're sending out a direct mail piece. You've got all the lead capture information on the piece. You've got a special phone number for it. You have multiple ways that they can send their information to find out more about the program. Okay. 
you, with that piece, you want to have a story of impact. So having a story of a family that you helped buy first before selling their home with a picture of them so they see that they're a real person and their testimonial of the impact that you had will make that work 10 times better. Okay. So it's something that we call third party endorsement. So when we say, okay, we're the best, or we have this program, that's one thing. But when someone else says that this company has this program, you need to use them, or this company impacted my life in such a positive way, you must talk with them, that will 10 times your results because it's not you saying it, it's someone else saying it. So, so, so important. I love that. That's so powerful. And we all have we all know that if we ask a friend where they went and did something, right, we're much more likely to use that recommendation. So tying that to a person, they might even know that person, you never know, um, is huge. It's huge. It makes it all of a sudden much more approachable that somebody else has already trusted that, that brand or your brand, which is awesome. I love that. That's fantastic, Sarah. Okay. So, um, Justin, as we recap, uh, this episode, so lead generation is the key to your sales funnel. Okay. You have to lead generate. You can lead generate through prospecting, which we talked about last week, or you can choose to lead generate through reverse prospecting. Or my recommendation is you have both in your business. You build it to have both. Um, start with prospecting, build some reserve up, and then start building a reverse prospecting system because you can actually leverage that. You can have your prospecting working while you're sleeping because you're doing reverse prospecting. So the steps of that as a recap is you want to identify your ideal client. You want to think through the problem that you can solve with them. You want to put your product solution program on everything, everywhere that you are your product, your solution should be, okay? You want to implement a lead capture system and have multiple options on how to capture that business because you never know what they feel comfortable. They might feel comfortable emailing. They might feel comfortable calling. You want to make sure that you have multiple ways for them to send your their information. And then you want to use stories of impact and connection that are outside of you. So meaning how have you impacted others through this program, through the service that you offer, through the product that you have. And so part of building a big business, right, is knowing how to lead generate. And so you must time block it. You must have it on your calendar, okay? But it's a key part. And so next time, we're going to talk through how to turn it from a lead, so you've generated the lead, into an actual face-to-face appointment. So you want to be on the lookout for that episode. But thank you so much for joining us. And our focus today was on building a big business. But don't forget... While you're building that big business, while you're building your system around reverse prospecting, don't forget to also get out there and build an even bigger life. Thanks for joining us today. And if you got something out of today's episode, would you mind leaving us a five-star review? So we have third-party endorsement as well, and we can help make a bigger impact on the world together. Thanks for joining us. Bye. I love it. Bye. Bye.